We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The baseball game is over. It's time for the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show with Tim Allen on The Fan. It is a final from Cincinnati, and the results are good. Wow. What a game. Welcome, everybody. Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Tim Allen, Sam Schmitz producing tonight. And a Brewers 3-2 come from behind victory to get the series tied at a game apiece. Really, yeah, the series victory is, is huge because it means you're winning games. But it is all about getting a victory today, and they did that. Back to even with the Reds, keeping pace with, you know, everybody that's in these uh, wild card races and/or the uh, second place division race. What a game! If if you weren't feeling playoffs in this one, there's, uh, <laughs> I don't know, you might have been sleeping then because this was a huge victory for the Brewers and the way they got it done. They stood, they hung in there. They stood tall and hung in there, just buying some time. I gotta say. This thing was set up by Brett Anderson, and it didn't start out that way, but it really was set up by Brett Anderson. You know, Sonny Gray's tough. Guys, we all know that. And, and it, was, uh, it was the fact that Anderson was just getting, getting his outs when he had to and getting out of trouble, making good pitches to get out of innings when he needed to. With a couple of runners aboard, would get out. With a couple of runners aboard, again would get out. We'll get to our game recap in just a second. 14 strikeouts for Brewers pitchers tonight. Is Devin Williams, if Devin Williams is not the best reliever in baseball, there, there's definitely something wrong, certainly in the National League. He's just amazing. Again tonight, two innings, five strikeouts. Did walk a man, no hits. Josh Hader, one, two, three in that ninth inning, 11 saves now. He struck out a couple. Brett Anderson struck out seven in this performance tonight. That equals 14 strikeouts for Brewers pitchers. That bought your offense just enough time. You know, no Keston Hira in the lineup. No Avisail Garcia in that lineup. But you did just enough. Sogi comes through. Tyrone Taylor breaks out of a 2-for-18 slump with a solo shot. Just a full-team win by this, by this Milwaukee Brewers squad. And they, uh, they go back to 500 at 27-27. and 27. And then they uh, now are staring down the barrel of six remaining games. The rubber match tomorrow against these Cincinnati Reds. And then it's the big five-gamer against the St. Louis Cardinals. All bets are on the table. They're not off the table. They're all on the table. This, by far, the single biggest win of the Brewers' season. 
because you didn't trail by two to Cincinnati. You didn't trail by two or two and a half from St. Louis and really an uphill climb. Wow. Uh, 414-799-1250 is the, uh, is the number here if you want to uh, chime in on this. They're right there, guys. They are. And now we're starting to see some Brewer fans jump on the bandwagon. I, th- I think there's enough chatter now where folks are starting to get into this thing just a little bit more. I think it should have been you know a week or two or three ago, but nonetheless, open arms to jump aboard for this Brewer squad on the verge, and they are. Guys, they are. The, the matchup didn't look good. The paper, uh, the, the matchup on paper did, did not look good in this game when you look, looked at the pitching matchup, and, and it didn't look good with the offensive lineup either. Somehow, some way, they get it done. They're <laughs> playing, playing better baseball in the month of September, that's for sure. Let's get into our game recap. We're going to hear from Craig Council coming up. We're going to want to get your reaction as well and something to think about. I know it takes one hell of a season for a reliever to win the Cy Young. Is that still a rule that you can still win the Cy Young, Sam, as a reliever? Yeah. I mean, I mean you can if your season's that good, I don't see why not. How is this season in any way, shape, or form? You couldn't. It's almost perfect for Devin Williams. So not only the Corbin Burns conversation, but I'm here to tell you right now, Devin Williams should be in that conversation as well. We're going to check out some numbers on Devin. What is his uh, ERA now? Because it's absolutely minuscule, Sam, after this performance of two innings, five strikeout baseball, no runs. 0.36. (laughs) How in the world? Now, you and I were talking uh, before we got on the air here about Devin Williams. Now, we're not comparing Mariano Rivera to Devin Williams. No. So let's, let's be clear on that. But in terms of the unhittable nature of a pitch, uh, Mariano had the cutter. And it was just, he could, that's all he threw. That, I mean, it was that unhittable. Put it where he wants, run it where he wants. Devin Williams with this changeup is, at least this season, as effective as that cutter is. And I'm not saying he's going to go on to be the best reliever in the game all time, like Mariano, but... In terms of the unhittable nature of a given pitch, Sam, you, you, you made the comparison originally, and that was it's just simply unhittable. You can't do anything with it. No, and I think, you know, even batters are gearing up for it. You saw in that eighth inning, I think they were all waiting for the, the changeup, but when it's below the zone and it's moving that much, there's no way you can't get the bat on it at all. You, you, you can't. And, and it's just, you, you, they might as well just tell you what's coming. Hey, we're throwing the change up here, Votto. Get ready. He still wouldn't hit it, and he didn't tonight. 414-799-1250. Let's get into our game recap here, going back to the first inning. As it was three up, three down for the Brewers' offense, a couple of strikeouts for Sonny Gray. Bottom of the first, trouble. Lead-off ground ball, error by Arcia, allows the runner to reach, and then immediately a two-run home run by Castellanos. And it's two zip. And who was thinking right away that the the ugliness that there's been two really super ugly games this year? And I was thinking that this might be the third one at that point. I mean, it's only two zip. It's not 12 nothing. It's only the first inning. It's not the eighth. 
but it did look ugly right there. But Anderson works out of that jam in the first, just allowing the two runs. Pivotal right there. It really is because it sat right there. Three up, three down for the second, or in the second for the crew. Four strikeouts through the two innings for Gray. Anderson scoreless matches him in the bottom half. Brewers with some base runners in the third. Leadoff double by Sogi. Tyrone Taylor then trying to ABC baseball. Ground ball to the right side for, for the youngster. That was good. There's the runner at third base with one out for Nottingham. Infield in. Ground ball to the shortstop. Runner had to hold. Two outs man at third for Jace Peterson. He works a walk now first and third. Two outs. Yelly strikes out looking. A couple of bad calls in that sequence. I will say that right now for uh, Mark Carlson behind the dish. I thought that that was going to be a turning point, but no, there's a better one than that. Anderson scoreless in the third as it's uh, to the fourth, and it stays right there uh, at two zip. Anderson in trouble, however, in the bottom. Leadoff double, sack fly, moves him over. One out, man, on third, but a huge strikeout for Brett Anderson right there. That definitely was a turning point, and then a flyout gets him out of that inning to keep it two zip into the fifth inning. Brewers hit the pay window in that fifth inning. It was a two-out solo shot off of, off the bat of a guy that was, uh, well, currently in a two-for-18 skid. Check it out. Is right, and here's Taylor. This is hit in the air to center field. Got a charge to it. Going back, Senzel. It's gone. Tyrone Taylor with a solo shot, and the Brewers are on the board. Yeah, two to one as uh, the Brewers do get on the board. They cut that lead in half right there in the fifth inning. Keep chipping away. Anderson doing his job. Brewers offense finally gets on the board. And we head into the bottom of the fifth inning. Brett Anderson, huge shutdown inning right there, strikes out the side. Now I'm starting to feel the victory right there. Now I'm starting to feel you could steal this thing. I didn't feel it prior to Anderson striking out the side in the fifth. I'm going to call that one of the two uh, Great Lakes Dragway turning points in this game. After the Brewers get on the lead with that solo shot, Anderson bounces back, shuts him down, one, two, three, via the strikeout. The legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin, track rental and event information at greatlakesdragway.com. Into the sixth inning, Sonny Gray leaves the ball game. Anton comes in. Strikeout, strikeout, foul pop-up in the sixth inning. And uh, who do the Brewers go with? Um, Brett Anderson stays in there. Huge. He gave up a double and a hit-by-pitch. A couple of base runners, but no Runs allowed right there. Anderson finishes up his performance tonight, going six full innings, allowing just two runs, only one earned on four hits, no walks, and seven strikeouts for Brett Anderson. He stepped up, guys. He really did. Brewers in the seventh inning. A leadoff walk to Vogelbach. Just continues to keep keeping on is Daniel Vogelbach in a Brewers uniform. Then a double by Jed Jerko. That sets the table. Man, now you're really feeling it. Second, third, nobody out in this one. Orlando Arcia comes up with this sack fly to tie it. Here's the 2-1. Arcia with a fly ball hit in the air. The left center field has some carry, but not enough. Senzel the catch, tagging his Vogel back, moving to third is Jerko, and this game is tied at two. There you go. Good job by Orlando Arcia. Not just plating the run, but getting Jerko to third. 
Yeah, there's another potential run right there at third base as the Brewers tie it up in the seventh. One out for Eric Sogarden instead of just getting the ball in play. He did a little bit more than that. 2-0 pitch. Sogar goes the other way. It's down a base and it gets by Aquino all the way to the wall. Jerko is in. Sogar to second and the Brewers lead it 3-2. to two. Now That's what he does, right? I mean, the big hits that he has got, most of them except for the walk-off homer in the left. Yeah, so the Brewers with a three-hit inning. Yeah, you could hear the dugout in the background right there. Huge double to take the lead. Wow. 3-2 as uh, as they, they had a chance for a little bit more, obviously. Two in, man on second. Still just the one out for Tyrone Taylor. That's where the rally ended. A pop-up by Taylor and a strikeout to Nottingham. But they take the lead. Keston Hira and Avasail Garcia still remained on the bench right there. And I, I wonder... I wonder if Craig was going to go with a pinch hitter there. But with the lead, here they come. They're guys in the back end. It's Devin Williams and it's Josh Hader. You had to go for it here tonight. All these games, huge. Worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Devin Williams uh, walks the leadoff, man, then gets a strikeout. And on that swing and miss, uh, the runner does move over to second base. So now it it put Devin Williams in a vulnerable spot right there where you know, maybe a broken bat flare and, you know, an infield single gets the runner to third and then it's first and third and then he's in the soup. But what does Devin do? Faces Ryan Goodwin, falls behind three and one, change up, lands it for three, two. It's a great sequence. Then a fastball challenge. Take this. 97 looking. Huge strikeout right there. Then he faces Castellanos and gets them to ground out. Into the eighth inning, 3-2 Brewers lead. Nothing for the crew there. Here comes Devin right back out there. You got to go for it, Craig, don't you? Strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. Vado, Suarez, and Moustakis, they're big boys. Check this out for Devin's eighth inning. Williams ready with a 1-2. Changeup swung on and missed. Out number one. And another changeup, and down goes Suarez for out number two. For Devin Williams, the 1-2. He strikes out Moustakis, and Devin Williams strikes out the side. Five punch outs in two innings of work for Williams. Brewers keep a one-run lead. My grandpa never allowed me to throw a curveball or a slider or anything like that when I was younger, so he always told me to throw the changeup, and when I throw the changeup, it wasn't really doing much, so I wanted to see some movement on it. So that's kind of how I started playing with it and you know, developing that. Well, it is amazing that this kid is going to be involved in conversations for Rookie of the Year, Trevor Hoffman Award, which is given out to the best uh, reliever, the top reliever in the National League. And I believe he at least deserves some mentions as Cy Young. We're going to check out his numbers in a bit. But Brewers go empty in the ninth inning, and then it's Josh Hader, and he gets the job done with a couple of punch-outs of his own, and there's your Brewers' 3-2 victory, 27-27 and now, virtual tie for third place in the Central and tied for the wild-card spot in the wild-card race, and there's only six games to go, guys. Wow. <laughs> they, have, they have really improved uh, this stretch run, and again, as we talked about last night, despite the loss, uh, relevant September baseball. There's nothing like it. And if you didn't feel playoffs here, you're probably 
gone to bed early or super busy with the family. I will say that. 414-799-1250. Get a break in here. Uh, we'll get you your Chevy MVB. And I'm a little torn on that award here tonight because I don't know if it's Brett Anderson. Not sure if it's Devin Williams. Probably has to be Devin, don't you think? I don't know. Maybe it's Anderson. Huge start for Brett Anderson, the Brewers' left-hander. Six innings of one earned run baseball. Allowed a couple of runs on four hits and seven strikeouts. We'll be back. Baby Shane Blind Post Game Show after a Brewers victory here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time for the Gene Wagner Plumbing Are You Kidding Me? moment of the game on the fan. Gene Wagner Plumbing, celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to genewagnerplumbing.com. Williams ready with a 1-2. Change up, swung on and missed. Out number one. And another change up, and down goes Suarez for out number two. Devin Williams, the one-two. He strikes out Moustakas, and Devin Williams strikes out the side. Five punch outs in two innings of work for Williams. Brewers keep a one-run lead. My grandpa never allowed me to throw a curveball or a slider or anything like that when I was younger, so he always told me to throw the changeup, and when I throw the changeup, it wasn't really doing much, so I wanted to see some movement on it, so that's kind of how I started playing with it and, you know, developing that. Has really taken a giant step forward in, in his development. Been absolutely incredible out of our bullpen all year. Features one of the more devastating pitches in all of baseball with his changeup. Certainly one of the most unique pitches in all of baseball. The highlights from Fox Sports Wisconsin. You heard also Devin Williams in there and the um, – I guess uh, the origin of the, the change-up. And then David Stearns, their president and GM, joined the Wendy's Big Show earlier today talking about Devin Williams, a 3-2 victory. Are you kidding me, Devin Williams? Can you pitch any better in the game of baseball? Someone needs to start taking a look at him, at least in the conversation for Cy Young. You just don't see that. You just don't see that. No one's even getting good contact on this kid. I'm just saying, I want to back my guys here, but, uh, I mean, this is legit. Corbin Burns, for sure, a conversation. But you have to consider Devin Williams, possible rookie of the year, possible Trevor Hoffman National League best reliever award, and maybe Cy Young, maybe. How many more appearances is he going to get here? There's six, six games left. What, three? I'd at least three, I would think. And if it continues, what if his ERA is, I don't know, sub 2-5, 2-6? How many appearances now does he have after tonight, Sam? 20 appearances. And In 20 appearances, guys. Tim, these numbers are mind-boggling, if I may go a little further. So in 23 innings pitched this year, he's only given up six hits, only four runs, only one of them was earned. Only one earned run. One earned run in 20 appearances and a .36 ERA. You have to start looking at this kid. 414-799-1250. Let's get to you guys' reaction after this Brewers 3-2 victory. Brewer pitchers between Brett Anderson, Devin Williams, and Josh Hader. They got it done to the tune of 14 strikeouts combined. It's amazing. Let's go to Tyler. Tyler. You're on the Bayview Shade and Blind Post Game Show. What's up? 
Hey, Timmy. Uh, first of all, I just want to give you props. Your enthusiasm throughout the year, especially this year with the crazy situation that's been dealing with. Um, you know, it's been sort of hard to be fans or a consistent fan of the Brewers given their offensive woes at times this year. But um, your enthusiasm has just been something that's that's kept me sort of in the in the grind. You know, this whole season. So again, I pre- I appreciate that. that. Yeah, I appreciate but, that, Tyler. It's been tough at times. It's been painful at times. It is, but that's sports, isn't it? That's why we yeah. love our teams. You know, especially in a small market in baseball like Milwaukee. But um, what I wanted to touch on, and you were sort of getting to that, Devin Williams has been absolutely nasty this year, and I think that's the most inspiring or positive thing I've seen throughout this year. Even if we don't make a deep run in the playoffs, which I still hope we do. You know, the guys we have on our team right now, especially the pitching side of things, is just, I mean, we have multiple guys that are just nasty, and it's not just Hater anymore, which is like the, you know, he's been the one guy that's been consistently, oh, well, you know, he gets all the accolades. But, but Devin Williams has been absolutely nasty this year. Corbin Burns has been unhittable at times. You know, it's just, if our offense could just chip in at times, and I hope that's, sort of what we're looking at going into next year is, is hopefully making a few additions that can put us over that edge where, you know, we don't need to win all these games two to one or three to two, you know, I mean, we, we have nasty pitching and, and I just hope we can finally match up the offense with that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Tyler, thanks for the call. Thanks for listening. Hey, hey, hey it, no question. I've, I've went into, gone into some rants and, and I've been, uh, rather, uh, uh, audio destructive <laughs> if you will uh at times but throughout this entire run they never were out of this thing and that's the thing because we Sam you remember our conversations back in late July mainly it was mid August we have to retrain our mind to f- refigure out reprogram ourselves to what is in it right because it was it's such a weird year, it's such a strange year, and even myself, even yourself, Sam, you had to kind of, kind of say, well, now they're out of it. They they've lost four in a row, and they're four under. No, and then you look at the standings, and you're like, you're like, no, that's that's just not the case. They're in this thing, right? I mean, you think of all these benchmarks throughout the sixty game season. I mean, man, we hit rock bottom at one point this season when we got swept in Pittsburgh, and then we get a three game winning streak going, and then next thing you know, we're getting no hit. And then now after that, we've getting our longest winning streak of the year in four games in a row. So it's just been, I get, I get when people get frustrated, but it's, mm-hmm. you just got to stick through it, man, until the season's over and then we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And it's game by game. And that's the way we started out the season. It had to be day by day. It, it just absolutely had to be day by day. And now that grind Tyler put the grind. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's been uh, sixty games, and you think, wow, there's still a ton of games. There's still forty two games left. And there's still thirty thirty seven games left. You know what? Now we're saying, man, it went quick. It really went quick. Now, in terms of the pitching, Corbin Burns, the cutter, sinister. Devin Williams, the changeup, filthy. I mean, I don't know what else, what other words to put on these guys. You know what's crazy too is that coming into the season, everybody was talking about Corbin Slider. Nobody was talking about his cutter, no doubt. And and the sli- I'll tell you, the slider is still there, and it, that thing is going to get busted out pretty quick, um, in a more prominent role. Man, he tell you these these two guys, they might be up for some awards. You fly, you're flying under the radar in the pandemic baseball year. 
There might be some big-time awards here, and who would have thought that when Christian Yelich is hitting like 215? 414-799-1250. Let's go to Rich in Racine. You're on the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Hey, Tim. It's been a couple of years since I called you, but I had to call you tonight. I just wanted to say this kid's curb or um, change-up reminds me a lot of Ben Sheets and Jimmy Nelson's dirt curve if you C- curveball yep yep and it just amazes me and i want to give props to craig Council. every time not every time but probably eight out of ten times when he calls on sogard to have a game this kid has been delivering nobody gives any props to him but this kid was great is great tonight he's been great throughout the year he's helping his team a lot yeah he is Plus the, the fact that the whole inning it was Sogard, it was Vogelbach, and it was Jerko. Those are the only three guys that had anything to do with those runs in, in, the, in the, I believe, sixth inning. So and, and, props and, to those guys, too, and props to uh, GM for, for letting those guys play. I'll hang up and listen to All you. All right, thank, thank you, Rich. Thanks, thanks for rejoining. Um, I know there's six games left, and I know it sounds like you're, it's a broken record. But I still believe, and I know this is going to sound strange, I still believe Christian Yelich is going to get on a run at any moment, like a big slugging percentage run, like a run where it's you know eight for his last 13 with three homers, seven RBI type run. I still believe that. I do. And you have to. I, in my estimation, you have to because that's on the table. He's still up and up there in the box. Carlson rung him up. There was a couple of pitches. The umpiring has been horrible this year, and I think everybody can can agree with that. So that does not help Christian Yelich because he's got such a good eye and he works the walks. You get you got to give him respect in that box here. Um, but I still believe that that is going to occur. Sogard has helped the team in certain spots. Overall, I think they're they're probably in in, in the lion's share of his play. Uh, probably they were expecting more out of Sogard. They're expecting more out of a lot of these guys. But Vogelbach in there has just been amazing. And I think you talk about the offensive turnaround a little bit. Has it spun all the way around to a, a, a dynamo? Well, maybe not. But if you look at what the offense has done since Vogelbach was acquired and inserted, that that probably is your offensive turning point. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that either. There was just some him and Jerko. Uh, they're keeping this thing afloat, and and the pitching too. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. We're going to hear from Craig Council coming up. Todd, you're next in Watertown. There, you're on the fan. Am I on? Yes. Uh, Mike sounds. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike's Mike's on. Hey, I love you guys, man. God, this is such a great team. You know, these Reds have been a nuisance. Devin Williams, you're preaching to the choir. He's a stud. Jeremy Jeffries, I want to give some credit. David Stearns, they unplugged Jeremy Jeffries. They got Devin Williams. Can you hear me? I got you, Mike. Okay. Hater back in form. Burns, all-star. Kesson Hira, all-star. Arcia, future all-star. Gurko, no slouch. Sogard, 
if we can get something for Braun and we get Yelich back, like you said, to MVP form, I don't have much voice. It's my third call. The future is really bright. Do you agree? Well, uh, well, yeah, I think there's some foundational talent here. Yeah. We got talent. We got, they got like 50 pitchers, don't they? <laughs> you know, their they're pitching's in, in decent shape. One more question for you. Do you remember, I think it was last year or the year before, you got to get Sonny Gray. You got to get yep. Sonny Gray. Yep. We don't have Sonny Gray, and we're doing pretty good. True. True. I mean, yeah, there's no doubt. All right, Mike, I, I got to scoot. But, yeah, no, there's there's foundational talent here. I, the future, I mean, you know, let's, let's, just, let's just wait. I mean, I'm digging this playoff race. Yeah, let's focus on now. <laughs> You're no kidding. I understand. Just keep an eye down, down the road a little bit. I understand that. Well, let's enjoy. Uh, I, again, I, it was the topic last night of conversation. And that was to have these games in September means something is so, mm, I wanted to swear, it is so cool because I don't forget where I came from as a Brewers fan. That's what makes runs like this in September so pleasurable because this, this is a game that matters and big time. Every inning, here's, here's where we get to that you guys, uh, you guys know from 2018 and, and last year that you get into the playoffs and everyone's hanging on on a pitch. Everybody is not only not only locally but nationally, where everyone you know a, a guy uh, you know misses it misses a call on the corner and calls it a ball and you just struck the guy and then everybody knows it. Everyone reacts to the same thing. That's what I do now in a, a pennant race. Now, I'm not saying a casual fan or you know someone that just keeps one eye on the Brewers race here needs to do that, but I don't forget where this team was well within our lifetime. I mean, this wasn't the olden days. This wasn't the, uh, the old 1944 Milwaukee Brewers at Old Borchert Field managed by Casey Stengel. I mean, that, that, that's not what we're talking about here. We're, we're talking about these Brewers through a 26-year playoff drought, which is in full vision of your lifetime. And that's what makes a 3-2 victory in September with a team that's one game ahead of you so damn cool. Now, again, it can be miserable, too. Staring down the barrel of Trevor Bauer tomorrow. That has to be the focus as well. That's Adrian Hauser going in the wrong direction. You guys know this. Doesn't look good on paper. No, it doesn't. But it's still a relevant September playoff-type game that is again tomorrow at 20 minutes to 6. First pitch from Great American Ballpark. It, it's pretty cool. Now, lastly, before the break here, um, if they do get in, would you, if, if, if you were their opponent, would you downplay facing the Milwaukee Brewers? When you're facing Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Brett Anderson, the KG lefty, that seems to be getting better as the season moves on. You better not underestimate that because you're going to be in two, one, three, two, 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 two ball games. That's where you're going to be because we all know what this offense is. It's not great. 
<laughs> so to stay in those type games and playoff games, quite frankly, Sam, you can attest to this. Playoff games are by nature the four three three two games consistently over the years. Yeah, it's all chess match and everything. I mean, I I would not underestimate this team if they get in. What if Woody? What if we all know what Burns is? What if Woody's on that day, like really on seven shutout on a couple of starts ago? Those other guys are in trouble. We'll go toe to toe with them for at least mid game, right? It's the transition to Williams and Hader. It's that middle reliever right in there. Is Freddie Peralta the guy? Is Alex Claudio the guy? So again, maybe thinking six games ahead, <clears throat> maybe a little bit too far. Uh, but it's it's tomorrow's game. This was a huge win, guys. At worst, coming out of this series, you're going to be one game back of Cincinnati. One game back of the Cincinnati Reds. And by the way, guess who the Cincinnati Reds end with? The Minnesota Twins. I doubt they're going to sweep that Minnesota Twin team. You're going to be given some wiggle room. I'm not saying you're playing with house money necessarily tomorrow. But you have a chance to win the series. And I've said it when, the, when these two series started. On, on Sunday, heading into Monday, through Sunday, eight games. If you win both of these series, you're going to get in. If you win two of three over the Cincinnati Reds and three of five over the St. Louis Cardinals, you're in the playoffs. You're going to get in. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, if you're on hold, sit there. If you want to join in, 799-1250. Should Burns and Williams be involved in a Cy Young conversation? We know at least one already is, but should the other guy? It's a baby shade and blind postgame show. Brewers take game two of this three-game set, 3-2 final. We'll be back on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on The Fan. All right, welcome back. We'll get to your calls here in just a second. 414-799-1250. Brewers get the victory in game two to even up the series. And again, make no mistake, I'm not saying it's house money tomorrow, but it does. The one victory in this series does make a huge difference because you were facing on paper both offensively and on the pitching matchup. Yeah, one that didn't look favorable to the Brewers. But it is a baseball game, and they grinded this thing out. The thing, uh, uh, I was just thinking about this during the break. thing about some of the uh, roster makeup here is, you know, last night I was talking about Craig Council and never the element of surprise and never, you know, hit and run and a bunt and things like that. Hitting behind runners, although you did see that today with Tyrone Taylor. The baseball rats that are on this team, you, see, you think about uh, how it's comprised. Of course, Yelich is just, just the cream of the crop. He's elite. Uh, and Braun's Braun, a legend uh, in these parts. But if you look at guys like Eric Sogard and Jed Jerko and a guy like Jace Peterson and even to a degree in short-term uh, sample of, of Jacob Nottingham, they do look like those baseball rats, the D in the dirt kind of guys. And Craig Council, is is he managing that style? I would say probably not. Now, this team is not blessed with, with the, the best of speed <laughs> up and down this roster. They're really not. But they're blessed with some baseball rats that just grind. And sometimes that's good enough. It is. 
And so far this season, it has been good enough because you have to look at this season as a little bit different. It's been so difficult, so challenging for me as a, as a longtime baseball fan to not look at this like it was a 162 and not to judge and grade and look at the barometer and the measurement of all of this stuff. It's been so challenging for all of us to do that. And so you talk about a different philosophy. You had to have it. Earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show, David Stearns. There has to be a level of urgency um, in a two-month season. It, it, we're, we're talking about literally a third of a season that we normally have in Major League Baseball when, when you're talking about two-month season instead of a six-month season. And we've had to adjust accordingly. And we've made some moves that for a front office like ours, an organization like ours, we're, we're generally really patient. Um, We've had to change our philosophy a little bit. We have moved on from some guys like Brock and Justin Smoke, guys with pretty good major league careers who you would envision at some point would get things going, but we just didn't we didn't have time. And um, you know that that lack of patience this year, I think, is warranted. Um, we've gotten ourselves into into the thick of things right here over the last week, and and uh, hopefully we can win some games here in Cincinnati and St. Louis and get ourselves into the playoffs again. And it's no different for us, guys. It really is that, that it sort of had to be a change of philosophy. And, I, I, again, I'm not saying it was easy, and I'm not saying I'm 100% changed. <laughs> I, still, I still look at it as, you know, just baseball. But sometimes you just, you just can't. And they're in this thing. Six games to play here in 2020. Before we get to counts, 414-799-1250. Uh, let's go to Mike. Mike, you're next on the fan. Hey Tim, I love this show. Don't call in very often, but I always I always call in, put a damper on things, and that's what I'm doing tonight. I'm, I mean, I'm in the Dunn Club. I I love your optimism. That's why I listen to the show because I'm not I'm not that glass half full type of guy, and I I'm I'm not seeing what you're seeing. I I just am not. I'm not buying it. I I don't think that uh, the ownership group and in particular, the main owner is dedicated and fully committed to winning a championship. And I think he, I think what he's doing is just getting us just enough to keep butts in the seats. And, you know, and, and until they win a World Series, I'm never going to stop believing that. And I do follow this team. I'm a casual fan, I'm a bandwagon jumper. But I'm listening right now. I listen to the games. I, I you know, I'm listening to your show. Um, I just, like I said, the some of the pitching is good, but it's not good enough. It's not good enough. We don't have we don't have the bats. Obviously, um, even if we do get in, we're going to get schlacked. We are not. I'm sorry, we're not the Washington Nationals. That's not. You know, I hope people aren't being delusional. This is a Milwaukee team. Just like the Bucks, the Bucks and the Brewers, and I'm sorry, Tim, I really am, but I I listen to the show and I just I'm not buying it. That's why I have to call in. I just, you know I I want it to be so. I do. I really do. I'm I'm a I am a Milwaukee fan, but I am not particularly a fan 
of the ownership groups of either of these two teams. Until we win a championship, man, I'm going to be a pessimist. I'm sorry. I'll, no, Packers... no, no, and, and, and I respect that, and I can see where that's coming from. You mentioned the Washington Nationals with uh, yeah. last year with Randone and Scherzer and Corbin and Strasburg and these guys. It just it looks on paper like it just pales in comparison, and I, I, can, I can deal with that. I can respect that. Yeah. But, but how much of that – is dealing with the market size and economy of a baseball team that's in Milwaukee and not in D.C. or not in L.A. or not in Boston or not in yeah. Chicago. You have to at least factor that in a little bit. Oh, I, I do. I do, Tim. I, believe me, I do. But I think that, you know, that is part of the, the problem with Milwaukee. Look, the Royals won, won a, uh, a World Series. We have not. The Twins have won a World Series. We have not. We've been to one. I mean, to me, it's just pathetic. I could go on forever, and you know I could. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I, I'm going to keep listening to you. I'm going to keep listening to the Brewers. But like I said, until it happens, <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to be casual fan, Mike. You're not. It, no, Mike. You're not alone. Dude, call any time, and we'll debate this. You're not alone, and I certainly respect your opinion because it, it's sort of like you know you get to thanks. It, it's sort of like you get to uh, 2018, and you get to the game seven of the NLCS, and it's it's almost like you you put this thing together much more than a dice roll in 2018. I will say that because that was the signings of Mustakis and Grandal, and you had Yelich and Lorenzo Cain and Ryan Braun. That was legit. No question that was legit. Some of these other seasons, I will admit, it looks like a dice roll where everything needs to drop right for this Brewers. Everything, everything has to go right. Guys got to play above the back of their baseball card in order to the, uh, for these guys to achieve high success. Then you have to make some in-season moves, which then affects your seasons beyond that. And we might be paying the price a little bit beyond that this year. Now look at it this way. Again, this year. Take the pandemic out, out of this equation. I, this is me. I believe they were trying to scoot through this year with right about where they're at now in a playoff chase. Are they going to be the, the monstrosity? Are they going to be the dynamo and just roll off a couple of uh, seven and eight and ten game winning streaks throughout the season? I think they knew that that wasn't in their cards here, even if it were a 162. But that was based, again, on a number of factors. And it sounds like I'm an excuse machine, but I do. I try to look at this with all the factors involved. The economic side of things, where you're at with the with contractual side of things, where you're at with who's available, where you're at with your future, as well as trying to win now. There's all those things involved. I get the pain that Brewer fans have gone through. Trust me, Mike, I get it. Because I'm... The, the the one of the worst things that has happened really um and and it still to this day flies under the radar it's still to this day people should have been losing their mind and i was at the time i didn't have a radio show to lose my mind for you or with you but 26 years without making the playoffs was the most deplorable thing you could possibly have in the world of sports not without winning the championship. 
I could understand maybe a little bit better. But 26 years of not even making the postseason? We've come, now, in comparison to that, we've come a long way. And I think under Stearns and Council, they deserve the respect that they're getting for turning this organization around, for having baseball like we're experiencing right now, like we experienced last year, like the year before, and in fact, go, go back another year to 2017. All of that, they've turned this around. 2008, little blip on the radar, but busted the string of 26. 2011, right there, NLCS, things fall right. In, in theory, they actually should have been in the World Series. Those damn Cardinals, again. Um, and then you, you, you fall short a few years. Then you got to rebuild, and it was a quick turnaround. It really was. Under Stearns and Council, they deserve the time to put more things together. They do in my book. Now, lack of a World Series ring, I'm all with you there. 50 years. 50 years. Give me one. I mean, this team, I don't know. <laughs> There's time in the offseason, hot stove, show, you know, <laughs> to talk about those big picture things. Uh, let's, let's, let's stay right here for, for now. And then we can bubble up on this, uh, occasionally. All right. Fair enough. Uh, you want to squeeze in Todd? Is he there? Do we want to yeah. get him in before counts? Let's do that. Todd in Watertown, you've been holding on. What's up, dude? Hey, uh, howdy boys. Uh, boy, uh, I like to, uh, <laughs> where do you start? Um, uh, just listen to the whole show tonight. Um, you know, with that, uh, last caller, um, you know, it, it, it baseball's a lot of luck. And uh, I look at uh, when Juan Soto hit that high fastball off of uh, Hader, that changed everything. And uh, that, that changed the dynamic of uh, the Washington Nationals, which they shouldn't have been in the, uh, in the World Series in the first place. But, you know, Soto closed his eyes, and, and unfortunately at that time, I believe uh, they figured out Hader. He throws a high fastball. He basically closed his eyes, hit it, bang, and out it. Well, a day or two before that in Colorado, him and Pomerantz both gave up home runs and a huge loss to the Rockies. Right, right, and it's 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 a lot of I don't know if it's if it's luck or figuring these guys out. Um, uh, you know, and, and uh, um, boy, I got. Uh, it, Hater had some gas here. tonight, though, Todd. He he was yeah, he was he gassing ninety six, ninety seven again. He was gassing, and he was wonderful. And uh, if we go back, uh, Timmy, back to the trade deadline, um, we were talking about some things, and it's like I really thought Hater was going to get traded. And we talked about something else. We talked about Devin. I, I mentioned Devin Williams, and I thought, boy, he's a, a good uh, a, a trade uh, a chip uh, for somebody else, but. No, I want to get your opinion on this, uh, uh, Timmy. If what about if we would switch uh, Williams and Heater? Agreed. Put, put, put Williams in in the eighth and the ninth, and maybe bring Heater in in the seventh and White or the White. sixth, or the sixth. Right. And, I'm with you there. Williams is Williams is unhittable right now, and until they can figure him out, use him as much as you possibly can. 
Yeah, no, I'm with you there. And I, I think that there had to be some conversations. Todd, thanks for the call. There had to be conversations about that. I doubt they're going to do it now because, uh, you know, Hader still is, is really good. Guys, he really is. Is he, you know, as, as good as his, his ceiling? Uh, no, maybe not, but he is really, really good right now. And so we have to go with that. Speaking of Devin Williams, uh, is he your Chevy MVB? Uh, Sam, I'm going to have you make the call. Brett Anderson, I, it's hard not to give it to him either. Six innings, he's the one that bought time for the offense to chip away at a two-zip lead. Six innings, two runs, just one earned on only four hits against that Cincinnati offense. No walks. He did hit a man but struck out seven. Who do you go with, Williams or Anderson. I'm going to make my case for Brett Anderson and I'll let you decide because man, after we, we all knew the the Reds pitchers that we were going to face this series and you really needed way to get that win last night and you didn't going against Castillo and then tonight you had Sonny Gray and tomorrow you got Trevor Bauer. So I mean, I can't imagine if you went down 0-2 in this series and man, I wasn't expecting six innings from Brett Anderson today, especially seven strikeouts and no walks. I'm so, with you. I'm with you. Yesterday's game was the game to win on paper. And, and I did not, I, I got to be honest, I didn't feel good coming into these final two games. But yeah, that's why we're going to go with Brett Anderson, your Chevy MVB, brought to you by Chevy. The new Chevy 2020 Silverado is available at your local Chevy dealers or at WisconsinDriveChevy.com. 3 2, Brewers get the win. They even up the series. They got a shot to take two out of three. And again, that goal, two out of three against Cincinnati, three of five against St. Louis, I believe will get you in. So they're right there. Another two two days go by. They're still in this thing. Let's get to uh, manager Craig Council after the victory. Craig, that was a very impressive outing by uh, Brett Anderson. You know, we were t- talking to him. They had two runs on the board and two batters, and then no more the rest of the game. That, that's kind of what gave you your chance to come back. Yeah, he, he threw the ball really well tonight. I mean, I think the pitch to Castellanos may be the only pitch he really, you know, thought he thought he would have wanted back so he was I, I thought he was his best outing of the year I thought he threw the ball really well it was down soft speed stuff was really good um just a just a wonderful game Craig for Sogard that's not that, that's tough for a guy he hasn't started for a while he hasn't had a ton of at bats but to come up with a really big hit I, I don't know does it just sort of speak to the professionalism of the guy or yeah, I mean, I think the thing that you always know about Eric is that he, he's going to stay ready, and 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 he is, um, you know, his playing time has shrunk for sure. Um, but you, you know, I've I thought at some point this season that we would need him, and, and I, I really felt that that we'd need him again, and um, he stepped up in a huge way tonight. Craig, we've. Uh talked many times about Devin Williams, but that eighth inning tonight, Votto, Suarez, Moustakas, that's about as impressive as it gets. They're three best guys, and he strikes them all out. Well, they started out with a really good at, I mean, a good one at bat, and even the Winker at bat, they did some good at bats to start out in the seventh to them, and, and they made them work. Um, and so – yeah, going out there for that second inning facing those guys. I mean, I think there was I was a little concerned about that, but wow, you know, I mean, it was a wow inning. I mean, he's had he's had a bunch of them, but that, that was a wow inning, no question.
Craig, just going back to Sogard, I mean, how much confidence and trust do you have in him with his track record that he's just always going to give you a quality at bat? I think, um, you know, he did. It, this is one of those seasons where he, you know, we've, this has happened with a couple guys is that he, uh, it, he got off to a bad start um, and, and we had to make a decision because it's kind of the number of games left. And, but um, you know, he's, he's been successful in this league and he's, and he's also had some stretches and I think we've seen this, that when he gets going, it's, it's pretty darn good. And, you know, he, he's had some really, really good stretches. So, and then there's the preparedness that you always just feel like he's prepared. So, you know, like I said, I, I think, um, you trust him because of that and you feel like he's still going to, he's going to stick to it and he's not going to give you an inch or not going to give up on anything. Um, and it's nice to be rewarded on a, with a big hit and a big game tonight. Craig, were you guys watching the end of that Phillies nationals game? I was not. No, no. I've heard some yelling, but I was, I was not watching it. No. You're in position now for the first time. I think all year. And I don't know if there's much scoreboard watching going on because there's no out of town scoreboard probably to watch to sort of stick to this win every game mantra. Yeah. I mean, it it doesn't, you know, like I don't think it matters that much. I mean, where we're sitting right now, um, like I, I think when you, when we went on this road trip, it's in front of us, you know, it's, it's who it's, we're playing the teams and we're playing the teams we're competing against. And we know that's, that's way in. I, there's enough games left where, you know, you're going to lose a game. You get, some teams are going to win games. So it's, we still got to win games. At the end of the day, you kind of look at it and, you know, obviously if the teams we're competing against have losses, you know, it gives us a little more room for air, but um, we got to keep winning games. We got a tough task tomorrow and, and a really big game, um, you know, but tonight was a, tonight was a really good win, man. It was, it was a real good team win with some, some, Great pitching performances. All right. Thank you, Craig. Thanks. Shutting it down. Maybe get on the bus. No, Mike's got to get on the bus. I said we. I don't have to get on the bus. Mike's got to get on the bus. Does anybody have any other questions? Craig, can we just ask you about that uh, winning rally? I mean, all those good at-bats, Vogelbach, Jerko, you know. Yeah, four in a row. Four, four, four good at-bats in a row against – I mean, I, that, that's the, that, that guy's been pitching really well for them. Um, and he's, and he's got a really good arm, but, but I thought, you know, Daniel just kind of does, does what he two strikes and just kind of fastball away and pokes it the other way. And then Jed has a really nice at bat. It's a tough at bat for both Jed and Orlando. And they, they do a heck of a job, you know, one getting to the gap and Orlando putting the ball in the air. So makes Sogi at bat, Sogi's at bat a little easier. Um, but that's a good pitcher that we put four really good at bats together against and consecutively. And that's, that's, that's what, you know, you need, that's a rally right there, right? That's the, that's the rally that um, is huge and produces two runs against a good pitcher in the seventh inning. Would anybody else like to ask a question? (laughs) Joe K. Thank you. And Mike, are you going to make the bus in time? All right, good night. Mike's concerned. Thank you. You would, think, I, you would think he was driving the bus, which we know he's not. Oh, no. We're going to try to drive over him. 
It's the Bayview Shade and Blind Post Game Show. It's time to dive into the box score for today's game on the fan. Brought to you by the Laborers International Union Local 113. Feel the power on the web at liuna113.org. You know, uh, Craig Council is right there that, uh, yeah, you can scoreboard watch a little bit, but uh, for the most part, they know the landscape in front of them are the Reds and the Cardinals. And if you take care of business, as I said, you you take both these series. Series, even with a loss tomorrow, it's not the end of, end of the season. I mean, as of right now, you heard Adam McAlvey, our insider there, say that you know, for the first time, you're in a playoff position right now. The season ends, they're in with six to play. And for as, for as rough as this, as this team has looked the past, you know, 54 games, well, that's a good spot to be in. It just is. Now, did the pandemic shorten season allow this to happen? Well, of course. But we're Brewer fans. We'll take it. Hey, before I get to the numbers, uh, Mike's been holding on for a while. Mike, what's on your mind? Yeah, uh, I'm kicking myself. I I lost track of time. I turned the game on, and haters coming in. I heard it was three to two, but uh, maybe I saved a couple years of my life by not being too excited. Um, I, I'm a little bit of a crazy fan when I call in. A lot of our callers are really astute, but I'm a little bit of a rah rah guy. But I, I counsel is a great human being, and uh, Stearns. I, I, we got to have confidence in him. That uh, two callers ago, you know, he was a little. It was a little disappointing because Milwaukee is going to be small market. We're always going to be small market. In '82, our manager during the season he had the Midas touch. Everything he did worked out. He got to the World Series, and he he did good moves, but they didn't work out against St. Louis, you know, and we just didn't make it. But uh, I'm going to hang in there, and I know you're out, we're almost out of time. You stick but, uh, with you stick with your proclamation, Mike. You stick with that proclamation. Mike's been calling all year long. Thanks, Mike. Stay healthy. Uh, he's he's been saying they're going to win the World Series. <laughs> I mean, I laugh, but hey, once you say it, stick with it. They haven't been eliminated from nothing tonight. In fact, they improved their chances. They actually got into the playoffs tonight. Reds and Brewers and a game left and that will determine, heck, who knows, every game, any game could determine it all. So, all right, uh, we will get to Eric Sogard coming up in just a couple of minutes. Let's check out the numbers here in a Brewers 3-2 victory. Jace Peterson 0-2 with a walk. Yelly goes 0-3 with a walk. Ryan Braun 0-3. Daniel Vogelbach. One for four with a run scored. I may have said in my uh, in my game recap to start the show that that was a walk. Now, that was a base hit to get on board. Uh, Jed Jerko, one for four with a run scored. Orlando Arcia goes 0 for three with a big RBI. That sack fly. Sogard, two for three, one huge RBI. Tyrone Taylor gets the Brewers on the board, snaps that shutout, potential shutout, that is, with a solo shot, a run scored, one knocked in. Uh, Jacob Nottingham goes 0 for 3 off the bench. Avasail Garcia 0 for 1. Same for Luis Urias. Pitching lines tonight. You get it done with pitching tonight for sure. Brett Anderson, six innings, four hits, a couple of runs, only one earned, no walks, and seven strikeouts. 
did hit a man as well. Devin Williams, two innings, no runs, no hits, no walks, and five, I'm sorry, one walk and five strikeouts in that performance. Josh Hader, one inning, no hits, no runs, no walks, and a pair of strikeouts. Uh, Brewers get three runs on five hits with two errors. Uh, The Reds, two runs, just four hits, no errors. The win goes to Brett Anderson. He's 4-3 and now. The loss to T.J. Antone, and he is now 0-3. Hader with save number 11. Brewers back to the 500 mark and into the playoffs if the season were to end today. Six games remain here in the 2020 campaign. Eric Sogard gets a spot start and steps up a couple of doubles and a go-ahead RBI that uh, went on to be the winning run in this one. You're listening to the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Tim Allen, Eric Sogard next here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to go inside the clubhouse to hear what the players are saying after today's game on The Fan. It's brought to you by Windows Select. Right now, buy one and get one free. Plus, no payments until 2021. Call Windows Select today at 262-703-3500. You know, Craig Council can tell you that they don't watch the scoreboard too much and to a degree. I, I get that. I understand that. But us fans, we can and we will. And we'll take a look at the scoreboard in just a second here uh, with Sam Schmitz because uh, you know loss isn't the end of the world when you're in playoff position. You can always get the bonus of the other guys losing too. Who are those other guys? We'll get that for you in just a second here. Brett Anderson, uh, we'll get a, co- a couple of comments from the Brewers' left-hander. Don't look now. Brett Anderson is doing about exactly what he did last year. And that was to the tune of a few games over 500, to the tune of a four or less ERA, and right in the ballpark of what was advertised of uh, Brett Anderson coming in. And, and the timing could be right as he is starting to improve as the season moves along. That's for sure. A nice performance, just brilliant by Brett Anderson. And in fact, you know, uh, in this series outside of Rasmussen, a bump in the road yesterday in that uh, eighth inning. Brewers pitchers have done a phenomenal job here in this two games uh, set thus far. All right, let's get to uh, Eric Sogard. Uh, you buy enough time with good pitching, the offense finally is going to come through at some point. Uh, Eric Sogard did that two for three, a huge go ahead RBI. Here's Sogi after the game. Eric, just personally, having not gotten a lot of chances to start lately, um, how big was it to have a, a, a good game like this, just to have something? to fuel you for the next, the, the rest of this week? Well, you asked the first part of that question. I wasn't on yet, I guess. <laughs> I, I just said having, having not started for a while and just having not gotten regular at bats, how important was tonight for you personally to try to contribute over this, the rest of this week? Yeah, it was good to get back out there. Um, obviously, I've been trying to stay ready as much as possible, staying in bullpens here and there just to see live pitching. Um, and yeah, obviously to be able to contribute today um, you know, huge. Every game right now is, is do or die for us, so we're out there to win them all. Eric, it feels like every time you guys face Sonny Gray, you're able to just wear him down in those later innings, just getting his pitch count up. I mean, how does the approach change, if at all, um, you know, a second or third time through the lineup when you get to see him more? Yeah, Sonny's a great pitcher. Um, you know, 
does a good job of using his pitches and hitting his spots. And, you know, we understand that we're going to have to battle. Um, if we're not going to be able to get all the hits all the time, you know, foul balls off, try and work the count. And, you know, like you said, get them out an inning or two early. And that's what we were able to do tonight and get in the bullpen and, um, you know, get a run or two. Eric, um, these last few weeks when you haven't been playing as much as you were earlier, how have you kept your spirits up, uh, your mind focused? Just, you know, it's a crazy COVID world anyway, but <laughs> kept your, I guess I'm asking, how have you kept your head in the game? <laughs> yeah, no, I've been able to, uh, you know, just find ways to get my work in, whether it's standing in bullpens to see live pitching and, you know, just find ways to help the team, even though I'm not on the field, uh, you know, you know, trying to, you know, pick things out of pitchers, um, either base running or pitching wise, and you know, just kind of keep keep my head sharp in the game. So it's nice to get out there tonight and get the opportunity and help the team. Eric, what was the frustration level just personally not getting able to play much recently? I mean, obviously, I want to be out there, but um, you know, we have a deep team. We have guys who are you know swinging the bat. So you know, I just you know continue to stay ready and did what I can. Um, you know, I've kind of gone through ups and downs throughout my career in this game. So I have understood and learned not to let it affect me and just come to the ballpark, do my work. And if my opportunity comes on the field to help, then I'll, I'll be ready. If not, I'm, I'll be ready and help in other ways. All of the hitters on the team say they're happy they don't have to face Devin Williams' changeup. Do you, <laughs> do you vote for that as well? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I remember in spring training having to see it and it was unlike a pitch I'd ever seen before. Um, so I definitely uh, am on the, that side of happy he's on our team. Eric, we're not used to seeing um, that many strikeouts from Brett Anderson. Uh, what, what was he What was he like watching from, from your vantage point today? Yeah, it seemed like he was moving the ball well. Uh, a lot of sync on his balls and, you know, really hitting his spots. Um, so, you know, he did a great job there and, you know, kept us in the game. So that was great. They, a lot has been made, as it should be, about their three pitchers, Castillo, Gray, and Bauer. But you guys have got two great outings from Woody and, and Anderson in these first two games, too. Your pitching's holding its own, isn't it? Yeah, we knew this uh, whole series would be a big matchup all around. And, you know, this time of the year, it's it's really do or die. So, you know, we're we're going on all cylinders, giving everything we have. So, uh, you know, making it exciting for sure. Eric, what's the scoreboard watching situation there? We're on our couches, so we don't know. Are they operating out-of-town scoreboards? Can you follow these other teams at all? I honestly didn't notice. I don't know if they're throwing it out there during the game or not, but – you know, we're uh, focusing on what we need to do. And I think if we do that and continue to win games, we'll be where we want to be. All right. Thanks, Eric. Thank you, guys. We'll have uh, Tyrone Taylor next. Yeah, that's beautiful. Going this way. Just uh, tag out. <laughs> And just bring the mic. Yeah, there he is, Eric Sogard. He came up big for this team. That's huge. It would be nice for another left-handed bat to get going, and that would be in the name of Christian Yelich. And, and I still believe that at any moment, he's going to impact a game by himself and win a baseball game. 
and not just a walk-off and go one for four and a two-run homer, whatever it might be, or a ninth-inning you know, home run, as, as obviously they're on the road. Ninth-inning home run with one or two out and a two-run shot, give them the lead, get, get a hater in there. Get a, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying take over a game like we're used to, once in a while at least. Now, he did go through, Yelly did, go through a span uh, last week over the course of two games where I think he was four for six, four, four for six plate appearances, a walk or two, had driven in a run. Say, have you checked out his numbers here as of late here? Say, I don't know, last seven or last ten? Last seven days has actually been pretty encouraging considering the results. Uh, as of now, it says he's batting 400 in the last seven days in the last you seven games. The last 14 yeah, days, though, he's been batting 267. Well, that's a lot better. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, some of these, again, you, you can't put your, on, uh, put your finger on why the, the batting averages are down. Uh, not only for this team across baseball, but there's got to be one main reason. I mean, just the circumstance. I think that should be the motto of the MLB's marketing campaign, the 2020 season circumstance. Yeah, that should be it. Brett Anderson, a huge performance. Uh, You just heard Eric Sogard uh, talk about that between Woodruff yesterday's start and tonight, Brett Anderson. Couldn't ask for much more out of the starting rotation. Let's get a couple of comments from the Brewers lefty. Probably no pitcher wants to see two runs on the board in the first two batters of the game, but you stopped it right there, and that turned out to be big in the game. Um, What was the key to just settling in tonight after that? Yeah, I mean, like I said before, usually if I give up a run in the first, I think I've given up 90% of the runs I've given up this year in the first inning, and obviously not a great start against a, you know, really quality pitcher uh, like Sonny in the – you know, the way he was throwing the ball, it looked like that might hold up. But, uh, you know, try to go out there and keep it to two and uh, give us a chance to win. And our uh, our offense ended up coming through. And it was, uh, you know, it's I wouldn't say it's a must win, but every game is, you know, seemingly a must win going forward. So it's uh, it's good to even the series. And hopefully we can come out and play well again tomorrow and uh, win a series. Brett, do you want to a guess when the last time you struck out seven in a game was? No. I told Woody, I go, I don't know how you guys strike out ten because it – Felt like I struck out everybody and I only struck out seven, but that's what, that's what happens when you only average like a couple. So, um, yeah, I don't think my, my fastball velocity wasn't much different, but my, my slider was the best it's been in probably years. Um, I was able to get swing and misses in the zone and able to expand out of the zone. And, uh, you know, that was the difference as far as that goes. But, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to have that every start. But I'll take what you can get. It was 2015, just so you know. Oh, yeah, it makes me feel appreciated. <laughs> Brett, I was going to ask you about the success that you had with that slider. I mean, was that by design in the game plan, or was that just something that you felt you had good command of? Yeah, I mean, you go into every start kind of, in, you know, in the bullpen, and then the first couple innings kind of seeing what you have that day. And um, I could tell in the bullpen it was good. And then, uh, you know, after the Castellanos home run, I was, you know, I could tell that some of the righties were diving out over the plate for sinkers and changeups, And so kept them modest inside with fastballs and then uh, was able to expand with sliders after that. And, uh my, like I said, my command of it was good. The, the bite on the end of it was good. And um, you know, I could tell, like I said, that it was a good pitch just based off getting swing and misses, you know, not only out of the strike zone, but in the strike zone as well. And so, uh, yeah, we kind of rode that pitch there in certain situations. Greg, can you already think ahead a little bit to your, your next start? I mean, the way this is going with all these teams that are chasing. No, um, I just got done with the last one, like however long ago. You you hope you you fear that's going to be a really meaningful game though. I mean, the way this is going, it doesn't seem like anybody's going to pull away. 
you know, like I said, every game's, you know, meaningful. And so, you know, it's cliche, but you got to take it one day at a time. You can't get too high or too low based off of one game. You got to try to be as even keels as possible. And, um, you know, we got another face another potential shiny young candidate tomorrow and um, it's going to be a battle. And so, like I said, you can't look too far in advance, you know, whether you're playing in the next game or not, but um, I'm out there and try to, I'm not a rah-rah guy, but do my best to cheer my teammates on and do whatever, you know, necessary, try to rival the ground screw for the Reds. Hey, Brett, you, you say you're not a strikeout pitcher, but that strikeout of Senzel in the fourth was huge. You got a runner on third and one out, you know, almost anything in play scores him. You know, and you, and you get a big strikeout, and that was a big kind of point or or kind of moment of truth for you there, wasn't it? Yeah, like I said, just based on how well Sonny was throwing the ball, you know, you know, runs were going to be at a <clears throat> at a premium. So, you know, I, I threw a good inside fastball that you know I thought might have been on the corner, but it was probably take off, and then I was able to follow up with that with a slider, kind of in the same lane, and get a swing and miss. And you know, it'd be nice to you know have that strikeout pitch in more games. But like I said, today it was working, and uh, you know, usually. You know, in those situations, I'm trying to get a weak contact ground ball in the infield to keep the runner at third. But I was able to get the punch out there and then get a get a fly out to center to you know limit the keep them from scoring. So uh, you know, I do think that was a big big part of the game to not get it to three. Like I said, because they're Sonny's obviously a great pitcher, and then their bullpen's <clears throat> stingy as well. So uh, you know, it was, it was good to keep it there. Brett, in your travels, can you think of a pitch that reminds you of Devin Williams' changeup in terms of its singularity? Um, I mean, yes. And I mean, like Kershaw slider, but like, obviously that's like a hall of fame, you know, end all be all, but like the way that hitters can know it's coming and still not do anything with it. It's, it's pretty special. Plus it's such a weird pitch because usually changeups aren't, you know, high spin rate pitches, but his is like a left-handed slider, the way he, he pronates and it comes, you know, it's the Bayview shade and blind post game show. It's time for the current electric spark of the game during today's game on The Fan. Go to callcurrent.com for your superhero electricians. You know, that dude right there, that, uh, that, that was a great performance. The more you think about what he did in giving up a couple of runs through the first two hitters of the ballgame and then settling in to throw five scoreless, Actually, you know, you could you could say after the two runs, it was six full scoreless after that, uh, in in a manner of speaking. But Brett Anderson, your spark of the game with current electric as the Brewers get a three-two victory, and now the the series is tied. Now, who do you who do you keep an eye on? It's always nice to see the Cubs lose, so I always keep an eye on the Cubs, no matter what. I, I don't care if the Brewers had been eliminated years ago. It's always I'm always rooting against the Cubs, no matter what. I have an axe to grind against Chicago. Uh, for many different reasons. Uh, but who, uh, since the Brewers are in playoff position right now, who are the teams that you scoreboard watch and that you want to fend off a little bit to, to hold serve here? We'll check the scoreboard up next with Sam Schmitz. He's uh, collected all the data. He'll give you the finals, and he'll give you the current playoff standings as it sits right now, which is six games remaining here in the 2020 championship season. Brewers win game two of this three-game set. And again, a final game against Cincinnati tomorrow, and then it's five biggies against the St. Louis Cardinals. We'll be back here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show, and it's time to check the Major League scoreboard on The Fan. 
All right, let's start with the easiest path to the playoffs, win baseball games. That's what you do, and they did that tonight. The Brewers over the Reds in game two, 3-2 the final. Anderson, six innings of two-run, one-earned baseball. Devin Williams, just amazing. Uh, another couple of scoreless innings, five punch-outs. Hater uh, with a uh, an 11th save on, on the campaign. He goes one, two, three with a couple of punch-outs himself. And the Brewers get the victory. Now the rubber match tomorrow. But let's take a look at really where it sits now. Sam Schmitz, will bring him in. Uh, Sam, let's start with the wild card situation because I think that this is pretty interesting here. Um, it's the teams behind the Brewers that I think you could go ahead and scoreboard watch. So who would that be just on the tail of the Reds and Brewers as they hold both wild cards? Is that correct? Yeah, the two teams that you're going to want to scoreboard watch are the San Francisco Giants. They are a half game behind the Cincinnati Reds and the Milwaukee Brewers. And the Philadelphia Phillies, they slid to one game back behind both teams as of now. So in theory, if you do... If you do better than the Giants and the Phillies in your final six games, you're automatically in. You're automatically in the playoffs, guys, right? That, because that would ensure them as one of those wild card teams. Let's say you go in the remaining six, three and three. If those other two two teams go three and three, you're in. It's that simple. That's the easiest path outside of just winning baseball games, winning. You know, four or five of the next six would would certainly get you in in into the postseason. All right, now if you look at the National League Central, let's check with the finals, and then we'll make heads or tails out of uh, what's going on with the race. Yeah, let's start with the division leading Chicago Cubs. The Pittsburgh Pirates actually take down the Cubs tonight, three to two is the final. Another walk off for the Pirates. Jacob Stalling walks it off in the bottom of the there ninth on a solo home run shot. <laughs> like it. Yeah. So this uh, four game series is now tied at one to one, and they will pick up the final two games in the next two days as well. In Kansas City, the Cardinals and Royals are actually still in play, currently bottom of the eighth right now. St. Louis is shutting out Kansas City 5 to nothing. It's pretty much been all small ball. Dylan Carlson with the RBI triple, and pretty much uh, Colton Wong and Brad Miller also getting the job done for St. Louis. So yeah. assuming the Cardinals are going to win, that would mean that the NL Central, if I can pull it up, the Cardinals would move from four games behind the Chicago Cubs to three games behind, and the Brewers and Reds would currently move to four games behind the Cubs, leaving them one game behind the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, so a game back. Both Cincinnati and, and Milwaukee would be a game back of St. Louis for second place. Significant because you you maintain a second-place finish, you're automatically in as well. But if you look at in the division, Cubs lead, they would be in. If it uh, the season ended right now, Cardinals would be in because they're second place. And you look in the Central, Cincinnati and, and Milwaukee, they'd be in because they maintain the two wild card spots. Who would have thought this? Now, that would be crazy. Again, four, te- four of the five teams in the NL Central make the postseason. Nobody would have thought that. I, You know, I didn't even think that that was a possible scenario, but apparently it is, and, and it has been for a while. Tiebreaker situations gets a little funky, guys. Um and I said last night that I would look into this a little bit. Near as I can tell, if there's uh, three teams tied, it goes to the interdivision record. Even though you didn't play against San Francisco or Philadelphia, let's say the Brewers for the for the final wild card spot, for example, are tied with the Giants and Phillies. In that situation, the best interdivision record gets that seed, gets that nod. 
if it's tied with two teams after that, then it goes to the... Then now, this is where it gets strange, and I did not know this. It goes to the best interdivision record in the second half of the season. So to play better baseball not only helps you in the standings, but it helps you in potential tiebreakers. So that's, that's strange. That is weird, but it's a, certainly a strange season. All right, uh, road to hoe tomorrow. It's going to be tough. It's uh, 20 minutes to 6. It's going to be first pitch as uh, Trevor Bauer is going to go up against uh, the Brewers' leadoff hitter. Adrian Hauser on the other side. Now, on paper, that doesn't look rather appealing on the Brewers' side of things. That didn't look great tonight going into this game. I mean, the pitchers on, on the Cincinnati uh, Reds, they're, they're pretty good. And uh, if, if Bauer lets up, they did get to him last time they faced uh, Trevor Bauer, so they got to him. But this is one of those patience games. You're going to have to hang in there, buy some time for your offense to scrape across a couple of runs. Adrian Hauser needs to, in theory, throw the best game of a season. Just keep him in the game. A quality start, I would take that from Adrian Hauser. Six innings of three-run ball tomorrow. And see if you can tap back into that Cincinnati Reds bullpen as quickly as you can get Bauer out of the game. After the last pitch tomorrow night, make the switch. We'll be right here, hopefully celebrating a, ser- a win and a series victory on the Baby Shade and Blind postgame show. I'm going to be uh, talking some Brewers baseball tomorrow morning with Bart and Ryan Horvath, 7.35. And then, uh, well, I want, to, I want to pick their brain as to where they feel the Brewers are. Just six games remaining here, one against the Cincinnati Reds, five against the Cardinals. For Sam Schmitz, my name is Tim Allen. We'll see you tomorrow night, everybody. And remember, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t